I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. It's Friday afternoon, July 15th. Colby and I have some gambling to do. Of course, it's not gambling advice, but sometimes when we're talking about the home run derby and the MLB draft, the value is too good to pass up. Colby, how you feeling? It's almost the weekend. The MLB draft will be on Sunday, uh, July 17th for almost forgot the month for a second. And then we're going to be at the Home Run Derby on Monday, July 18th. And we will come to you with more content about the All-Star Game. But at the end of the day, betting on the All-Star Game always kind of annoys me because there's no real way to win. But in the MLB draft, there certainly is. And in the Home Run Derby, they're all competing for a million dollars. So we might as well get our hands dirty in there. We're going to start with the Home Run Derby. But before we get to that, we are very excited on prize picks, there's going to be a ton of props for the Home Run Derby. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff on our Twitter, especially on prize picks. This is the weekend. If you haven't joined us yet on prize picks, use code just baseball to get a full deposit match. Might as well start with us on the Home Run Derby. There's going to be so many props, and we have you covered here at Not Gambling Advice. Colby, are you more excited for the draft or are you more excited for the Home Run Derby? No, I, I'm super excited for the Home Run Derby. It, since I was a an eight-year-old kid i actually went to the 2008 home run derby the josh hamilton home run derby he had 28 home runs in the first round i got my first or my last taste of the old yankee stadium i was in the bleachers in all red sox apparel learning squares at nine years old that i'd never heard before can you tell me who won that home run derby because uh hamilton did not win yeah justin morneau won it Justin Morneau won that home run derby and was just steady all the way through. He was one of those guys that hit like 10, 10, maybe hit eight in the last round and just won it. Didn't really deserve it, but he won it. And that's, that's the, I think that's the exciting thing about the home run derby. Like you could hit 25 home runs in the first round and still lose this competition. Exactly. It's seeding and let's go through some of the seeding and then we'll get into our picks and then we'll talk about the draft because remember it's a single elimination bracket with three rounds total in each bracket. The higher seed is going to hit second. So the number one seed is Kyle Schwarber because he leads all of the different contestants in home runs with 28 number, the number two seed and defending champ Pete Alonso is at 20 has 23 home runs. Number three, Corey Seager has 21 home runs and the four seed is Juan Soto. That one seed Kyle Schwarber will face off against 42 year old Albert pools by far the oldest participant in a home run derby ever. Number two, Pete Alonso is going to face off against Ronald Acuna jr. If he wasn't, Injured to start the year, he'd probably have more than eight home runs. And that three-seed Corey Seager is going to face off against Julio Rodriguez, who has very interesting odds, which we're going to talk about later. And then Juan Soto is going to face off against Jose Ramirez. Juan Soto versus Jose Ramirez, just on a straight hitting basis, is a phenomenal matchup. I mean, I just want to watch that just straight to watch them hit BP. And the great thing is we are going to be at the Home Run Derby thanks yep. to Chalkboard. So join our baseball group chat on Chalkboard. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to be trying catching all the all the balls in the uh, – I even got a ball right here. Got a ball right here. We'll see. We'll see how many we can catch. Let's get into who we're going to pick. Hold on. I do want to touch on the rules real quick because the rules did change a little bit from last year. 
Um, so this year it's three minutes per round in the first and second round. And then in the final round of the finals, it uh, goes down to two minutes in that round, but there are bonus times and you can actually earn bonus time. So everyone will earn 30 seconds of bonus time automatically. So three minutes is up, you get another 30 seconds, but then you can also earn another additional 30 seconds to make it 60 seconds total of bonus time. If you hit at least one home run that exceeds 440 feet last year, when we were at Coors field, it was, if you hit two home runs over 475 feet. So they're kind of adjusting it based on where, you know, the stadium is. Cause obviously course field, you can launch 500 foot home runs out there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get into the picks, Pete. Um, I do kind of want to run down some of the data so we can run right into that. I'm excited. Before we get into the data, why don't you run through the people where the odds are? Because Pete Alonso is of course the favorite and Albert Pujols is not Albert Pujols is not someone you should be betting on as much fun as it is Albert Pujols do not put your money on Albert Pujols I cannot stress that enough he is not going to win the home run derby Colby's going to go over a lot of the data you got to swing fast and Albert Pujols is not that guy love Pujols love Pujols not going to win the home run derby Colby take the take us through the odds yep so Pete Alonzo is plus 205 to win the home run derby right now. Kyle Schwarber, the one seed, plus 320, drops off a bit after him. Ronald Acuna and Juan Soto are both at plus 600. Then the hometown favorite, who is now in Texas, Corey Seager, is at plus 900. The rookie phenom, Julio Rodriguez, is at plus 1,000. Jose Ramirez is at a whopping plus 1,600. And Albert Pujols, the 42-year-old lefty hitting god, I actually said that, recently that he is deserving of being in the all-star game just only against lefties he has a 315 batting average against lefties yeah pretty good 139 wrc plus but he's at plus 2000 he doesn't have a prayer to win this competition and it's funny it's against lefties but only about a third of his ab's are going to be against lefties if he gets righties that wrc plus all those numbers they don't stack up as well but at the end of the day he's a legacy pick and it will be fun to see him hit a couple of home runs because he's definitely going to do so colby i want to start with you because i already have my pick and it's not backed by a ton of data, but you have data on this guy. So I'm going to throw it over to you because I'm going to handle a lot of the draft stuff because I've been talking to my sources yep. and I cannot wait to get into some of these props. But let's start with the Derby, get into the data. Perfect. So last season, I actually wrote up an article, basically how to quantify or you know how to analyze the home run derby winner. And so what I did is I based my home run derby pick last year, who was Pete Alonso at plus 450 on two factors, max exit velocity. The home run derby is all about hitting the ball as hard as you can. And as far as you can max exit velocity leads to hitting the ball as far as you can. And also stamina, right? Age has a big factor in stamina. Um, so all of the past winners have these two traits in common. I'll just go down the past winners and kind of show you that. Right. So in 2019 and 2021, it was Pete Alonso. His max exit velocity in 2019 was 118 miles an hour. Harper won in 2018 with a max exit velocity of 115. Judge in 2017, 121 mile an hour max exit velocity. And then Stan in 2016 had a 120 mile an hour exit velocity. Todd Frazier is kind of the only outlier here in 2015. He kind of had that magical performance, 110 max exit velocity. I don't really see that happening again to a guy like that. Um, and then age also in five of the last six home run derbies, the player that's won the home run derby is 26 years old or younger. 
So what I'm going to do is kind of run down the list here of each of the contestants and show you what their max exit velocity is this year, as well as their age. And I think we can kind of dwindle it down to who the real guys that have a chance to win this Derby are. And I think the guy that, that you're going to pick is going to be, is going to fit the mold. So Kyle Schwarber has a max exit velocity of 114 miles an hour, 114.8 miles per hour this season with an average launch angle of 18.2 degrees. So, you know, pretty, pretty high launch angle there. He is 29 years old. So I am kind of already, he could win it because of how hard he hits the ball, but the age is a big factor for me. Pete Alonzo, 116.5 miles per hour, 18.8 launch angle, 26 years old. This guy fits everything when it comes to the home run derby. He has these big legs that he drives a ton of power from. He has the stamina to last three rounds. He's done it twice before. He can do it a third time. I think that's pretty clear. The odds show that. Then we go down. Juan Soto, 113.2 miles per hour exit velocity, a 7.2 launch angle. He hits a lot of ground balls, but he has said in the past that he kind of adjusts and wanted to compete in the home run derby so that he can actually get a feel for his swing with a little bit more uppercut. And he before, is hold on. So I actually go through his age. I just want to talk about Juan Soto for a second. Just continue. Yep. So he's 23 years old, definitely fits the bill here. Not the most elite max exit velocity, but I think 113 miles per hour is enough. I agree. And I was looking very strongly at Juan Soto last year because I thought that there was an opportunity that he would improve on that launch angle, of course, that that's during games, but he's going to get in because he's one of the greatest hitters that we have in our game and that he'll just be able to hit fly balls like nobody's business. And I bet on Juan Soto last year and I lost on Juan Soto last year. He is not somebody I'm going to be tailing again. I was in person to watch him do it. He's not that type of home run derby participant he's too good of a hitter and i know you're going to talk about jose ramirez later too these guys kind of fit in the same bucket i tried to get cute with it taking the best hitter thought that that could be a cool strategy because the odds were great they ended up not being a good strategy because he ended up losing so continue yep no worries so the next hitter is julio rodriguez 115 mile per hour max exit velocity 10.3 average launch angle 21 years old he has age on his side the other thing I want to bring up with Julio Rodriguez is Baseball Savant put out a really interesting article this week and basically said that in the near future, we are going to have access to swing speed data. And that is going to be a huge development in the baseball world because max swing speed leads to a whole ton of things at the plate, not only max exit velocity, but how guys are able to you know shift their swings in the zone, but max Swing speed is going to lead to more home runs. Julio Rodriguez had, so let me precursor this with, they were only tracking these swing speeds in two stadiums, Minute Maid Park and Dodger Stadium. Hmm. But Julio Rodriguez was the top of the list above guys like Stanton at 92 miles per hour swing speed. Pete Alonso was at 86 miles per hour swing speed. Julio Rodriguez was at 96.2 mile per hour swing speed. He has the max exit velocity. He has the age. He has the approach. He's a really intriguing option, and I'll get to him later. Jose Ramirez, 111.6 mile per hour max exit velocity, 21 degree launch angle. He's the launch angle, 29 years old. I'm already writing him off. He doesn't have the max exit velocity. Age is not on his side. He does hit a lot of home runs, but in different ways than a lot of these other guys. Corey Seager is next, 111 mile per hour max exit velocity, 28 years old. I'm also writing him off. Albert Pujols, 110 mile per hour max exit velocity, 
He still get up there to 110 at 42. Yeah, that's I'll impressive. Give him credit for that. I, I thought you were about to say like 104 or something. We were about to make fun of him. 110. I mean, if you're over 110, that's hitting the shit out of the ball. Yeah, no, absolutely. 110 is definitely uh, not a lot of guys are doing that at the big league level even. So Ronald Acuna Jr. is the final guy. 116.6 mile per hour max exit velocity. That's actually the highest number on this board. 0.1 mile per hour above Pete Alonzo. 24 years old. And I think we'd be dumb if we didn't bring up his preseason ACL injury, obviously. But I think the fact that he has the confidence to participate in this event shows that that leg is fully healthy. He's been raking as of late, but I think he, this is a sign that he's fully healthy. Um, so I'm going to give my official pick and that is Julio Rodriguez. Mm. He is plus a thousand. The value is through the roof. And the one hole that you could, you know, kind of pick in Julio Rodriguez is that he's a rookie. He's never been there before. He's never been on this stage before, but he has a 154 WRC plus since May 1st, Peter, a 50% hard hit rate, an average exit velocity of 92 and a half miles per hour and a max exit velocity of 115 miles per hour. I don't think at 21, any stage is phasing this guy at this point. So Julio Rodriguez at plus thousand is crazy odds. I also like where he's at. He's going to have to beat either Acuna or, or Alonzo in that second round, which is going to be really, really tough. I think he easily gets by Seager. The other pick that I really, really like is also Juan Soto. I like him because I think he has a chance to win based on the profile, but also have you seen where he is in this bracket? I really like it. Jose Ramirez, he should easily get by. Then he's faced up against Schwarber, and I think he has a really, really good shot of making the final in this competition. So I like Soto. I also like Acuna. Acuna, Soto, and and J-Rod are my pick. J-Rod's my official. I love the J-Rod pick and that J-Rod is one of my favorite picks too. And that's something I will be sprinkling on, but the pick I'm going with, don't think too hard about it. We just thought really hard about it. And still, when we thought really hard about it, we're coming to a similar conclusion. Pete Alonso is winning this home run derby. I don't care if he was minus. I would be betting on Pete Alonso because he's the greatest home run derby participant in the history of this entire thing. He has this mastered. When we're talking about stamina, you might think to yourself, well, of course, Julio Rodriguez has more stamina than Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso doesn't look like a guy who's got ripped abs. He's 6'5 and can run like the wind. But Pete Alonso has mastered the art of the home run derby. You even see it with his bravado. You see it with his attitude at the plate. He is not tired. He's not huffing and puffing after these rounds. He's dancing to the music. There is a level of confidence that also factors in here. So when I see that the exit velocities are that close, when I see the age is not that far apart, Pete Alonso at 26 years old, that's not that old. I am riding Pete Alonso to the moon. But at the same time, I do think the winner of this home run derby will be in that seed. It will be either Acuna or it will be Pete Alonso. I think whoever wins that matchup will be the winner of the home run derby. But at the same time, I will be sprinkling on Julio Rodriguez, probably like 0.1, 0.2 units, but I'm going to be putting two units on Pete Alonso to win it, as well as 0.5 units on Ronald Acuna Jr. That's how I'm spreading it out. And I'm ready to roll Colby. Maybe not 0.5. I haven't, I haven't officially placed it. That's what I'm thinking right now. It might honestly be less on Acuna. 
but I do think that the winner of the home run derby will come from the two seed or the seven seed. And that's Pete Alonso versus Ronald Acuna Jr. With a late flyer on Julio Rodriguez, because to your point, I think he definitely can win it. He's now becoming one of the best players in baseball. He really is. Pete Alonso has the, the second highest max exit velocity in this competition and possibly the highest really over his career. He has 80 grade luggage. His tree trunks for legs are what propels him to win this competition because he doesn't get gassed. His legs don't give out. And I think your arms give out before your legs. So that's, that's. And his swing is so easy. It's short and compact. He's not putting everything into it. He doesn't even have to really hit these light tower power home runs. I mean, even in the home run derby, you know, Pete Alonso is, doesn't normally have the record for the longest home run in the derby, but he just hits 600 of them, about 430 yep. feet. He's mastered this. He's the favorite for a reason. And I think he has a three-peat for the first time in home run derby history. Pete Alonso is winning this. I'm all over it. And, and may, was, was I wrong about that? Has anyone ever won three in a row? I think Prince Fielder has won a couple. I don't know if anyone's Man, ever won. I, I doubt it. Let's let's look up uh, home run derby winners, but I, I would be shocked and while if you're anyone doing, has won it. And while you're doing that, because we're going to move over to the MLB draft, but again, use code just baseball on prize picks. If you guys want to play some of these home run derby props, we're going to be writing about them on justbaseball.com. We're going to be... Uh, making TikToks yep. about them. We're going to be hosting Twitter spaces as well. This is a big week for prize pick. They're going to have a bunch. We're also, I assume they're going to come out with maybe some over under home runs. We're going to be all over that, giving you the best that we can on prize picks. So use code just baseball when you download. And that link is in our episode description. Colby, do you have the answer here for us? So Ken Griffey Jr. won back-to-back 1998-1999. Oh, I wish I could have been at that 1999 Fenway Park home run derby all-star game the all-star game was actually on my birthday the day i was born was the really? was the all-star game at fenway park pretty cool fact um and then cespedes won back-to-back years 2013 and 2014 as well um but those are the only two back-to-back winners i'm seeing um so yeah this would be the first three pete and he could he could really do it pete i'm not saying because just because i didn't pick him does not mean i think he really can do it the only reason I didn't pick him as those odds are really, really high in what is a really stacked field in terms of home run hitters and guys that can hit the shit out of the ball. I really wish we got O'Neill Cruz in this. That's my one where I thought, please put O'Neill in. I just want the world to see what this freakazoid can do at the plate. I mean, we're talking about exit velos. We're talking about age. Yeah, he could have been pretty good. Also, Stanton. Not a bad option there either. Both of those two guys I wanted in, but I'm excited to see Corey Seager make his return to LA. I'm resound the big 10 year deal with the Texas Are Rangers. You though? Like the fans will be behind him, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm excited to see him hit 40 home runs in this home run derby. I'm excited to see the reception because we will be there at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And I can't wait to kind of see that too, because I don't think any of them are, he's not going to get booed or anything. I mean, at, at some point, Oh no, he's going to have the whole crowd yeah. behind him, dude. They exactly. love him there still. Yeah. They oh yeah. Him there, and they should love him there. Let's talk MLB draft. So I have to be honest here, folks. I rely on my sources here at Just Baseball. We have three guys who I got on the phone. We had a collaborative effort. And there was, there was four picks. There was four picks that every single one of them was aligned. And they are trying to now send me money 
to put it all on these four picks. Before we get into those four picks, I want to talk to you guys about some leans that they had. Because right now for the first overall pick, more of the public is on Tamar Johnson, high school second baseman. Colby's giving that face for a reason. He will not be going number one. I don't know what to tell you. If he does, egg on my face. They all said there's almost no way. Not that he's not a great player. Not that he's not going to get picked in the first 10 picks. He definitely will. I don't even know if he goes in the top five, if I can be honest. Plus 350 right now for Jamar Johnson. Don't do it. Now we look around. Brooks Lee up from Cal Poly Slow. <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw him a bunch at Cal Poly. Unbelievable talent. And probably the safest pick in this entire draft. If the Orioles want to go under slot and take Brooks Lee, wouldn't make a ton of sense in the world because I love Brooks Lee and I would call him the best player in this draft. It's a the Hall of Fame name. Hall of Fame. Brooks Lee just sounds like a Hall of Famer. Reminds me of Alex Bregman as a switch hitter. Alex Bregman pre-Trashkins, as in when he had Trashkins. Post-Trashkins. I mean. He's actually having a good year this year. Exactly. I'm making fun of him, but at the end of the day, that's the kind of person that you should put in your mind, a switch hitting Alex Bregman who can play some shortstop. Drew Jones is a very popular name right now for good reason because he's a freakazoid. Go check out his... High school stats, they'll blow your mind. He's a center fielder. He's Andrew Jones's son, and he's a plus 275. Brooksley is getting a lot of steam right now at minus 350. But really, what I think it comes down to is I will be putting one unit on Jackson Holiday at plus 1100. You should go check out our mock draft on justbaseball.com to see our full litany of picks. That was mock draft 3.0 released a couple of days ago. We released it two days ago. Baseball America released it yesterday. We had Jackson Holiday going number one. Now Baseball America a day later has Jackson Holiday going number one. I think it will be between Brooksley, who's now currently minus 350, and Jackson Holiday at plus 1100. That's Matt Holiday's son, shortstop prospect, shooting up draft boards. They love him to death. Plus 1100 is definitely worth it. You got something, Colby? Yeah, I just got something because it, it makes me feel old already. Uh, Andrew Jones's son is in this draft. Matt Holiday's son is in this draft. You know who else's son is in this draft? Carl Crawford. How is Carl Crawford's son already in this draft? That's crazy. Crazy. Let's get into some draft positions. So my, our first play is Jackson Holiday to go number one overall, plus 1100. In our mind, that value is plenty worth it for us because we believe here at Just Baseball, it is between Brooks Lee and Jackson Holiday. Again, these are not locks, ladies and gentlemen. These are not locks. The MLB draft is tough to bet on because at the end of the day, the best player in the draft doesn't always go first. This isn't the same thing as the NFL, as the NBA, as even the NHL. The best pick doesn't often go first. There's different strategy. There's bonus pool money. They get a certain allotment of money. So don't expect just because you think Drew Jones is the best player in this draft, and he might very well be, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to go number one and he's plus 275. That's not somebody I would touch right now. And maybe he doesn't even show up. Maybe he goes to an MLB team. Maybe he goes to college. We don't know yet. He has a very strong commitment to Vanderbilt. He doesn't need the money as well because he's Andrew Jones' son, and Andrew Jones is very well in baseball. We will certainly see. There's that, again, no lock there. What I'm going to look at is a couple draft positions because they had a couple of leans. And right now I see these lines available on DraftKings. They might be available on other books, but that's where I'm at right now. So good job, DraftKings. You got the lines. These are a couple of ones that 
they liked, but the value of them isn't great. Justin Crawford over 13 and a half. They really like that. It's minus 250 currently. If you want to lay two and a half units, they really like it. They want to put a bunch on it. But at the end of the day, minus 250 is minus 250. They do like it though. I will tell you that. Jace Young under 14 and a half draft position. They love it. They think he could go six to the Miami Marlins and that's minus 235. Again, I'm not trying to give you guys a bunch of lines that are minus 200 or above. I'm trying to get the best value possible for you all. But again, they love under 14 and a half. If we're looking at Kevin Parada, Kevin Parada seems to be going number five to the Nationals in almost every single mock draft. The top four seem to be kind of already written in stone. I'm on our mock draft right now. And Mock Draft 3.0, written by Arm Layton and, and Ryan Miller, have Jackson Holiday going number one, Drew Jones two, Brooks Lee three, and the Pirates are in love with a kid named Cam Collier, who's a 17-year-old who played Juco baseball and is rising up these ranks. It seems that Kevin Prada is kind of already locked into the Nats. So at minus 235 for over four and a half, they said is a very solid bet. Again, minus 235. Colby, you got something? Yeah, I think that one's pretty much locked in. I haven't seen... It may, would make no sense for the Pirates, who have two really good catching prospects in the minor leagues, um, to, to take him. It really just makes no sense. And this is one that I really do like, and I asked them, and they said there's a possibility that this guy could go under 12, but they think they would lean over 12. But this guy is so polarizing. His name is Zach Nito, shortstop slash pitcher at Campbell. He's a very, very talented yeah. baseball player. And he's just a guy who it's tough to pin which team is going to fall in love with him because one team certainly will. I lean towards over 12 and a half. That is currently minus 105. I don't think he's going to go in the top 12 picks, but there is, again, that possibility that he ends up going there. But I think I'm going to be sprinkling on over one over 12 he, and a half because minus 105 is great value, too. He has been. This is a guy that's been shooting up draft boards like the last mm -hmm. week. He's been, I've seen him in the top 10 even. So I agree. Um, I even one. saw him mock to the Marlins in a draft. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. Maybe a sprinkle. If you know more about Zach Nito, you know, but at least on our mock draft, he's not going within the top 12 right now. All right. Let's get into something I am stamping on. And my three sources, um, I'm not going to name them. I'm sure you can guess who they are. Two of them are Arm Layton and, and Ryan Miller. The other one I'm going to keep private for a minute. Daniel Susak is a catcher at Arizona. It's minus 175, people. I told you I'm not going to give you anything over 200. I'm putting 1.75 units to win a unit on Daniel Susak under 17 and a half. There are too many teams in this draft that need a catcher. And Daniel Susak behind Kevin Parada is a phenomenal, phenomenal catcher for the University of Arizona. He will get drafted under 17 and a half. On our mock, I just want to find it real quick. I think we have him at like 12 or 13. I'll, while you pull that up, I'm going to list his college numbers this year because they're just flat out insane. Yep. Go ahead. Actually, both of his years were insane. But this year, he hit 366 with a 430 on base percentage and a 1,012 OPS in 312 plate appearances in the deadly Pac-12. So our sources say they would be shocked if he makes it past 13 to the angels, that's where he's currently mocked in this draft. And they think that it's possible. Even the guardians could go after him at 16. If he happens to fall and the Phillies could even possibly go get him at 17. I do not think he goes past 17 and a half and all the sources would agree as well. 
The next one, which I love even more. If you don't want to lay 1.75 units, I understand that minus 175, you don't want to do it. How about minus 110? Dylan Lesko is the best pitcher in this draft. By all accounts, you will look at any mock in our mock and his line is posted at 16 and a half. He ain't dropping past 16. I don't think he drops past 12. In this mock right now, he's the first pitcher taken off the board to the Rockies who are targeting pitching, as are the Mets at number 11. I would be more than shocked if he drops past 10 or 11. And right now you're giving me a 16 and a half, two units on that. Dylan Lesko is not dropping the only possible reason because at the end of the day, these are not locks, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not even, it's not even the not gambling advice vice bet these are not locks i know i'm being very i might be a little bit persuasive right now you're probably hearing across airwaves you know this guy's kind of being a little bit persuasive i understand there is no such thing as locks in this because dylan lesko does have the arm injury that's what could somehow make teams afraid but at the end of the day the medical staffs for these teams are so good and dylan lesko by all accounts is the best pitcher in this class he is not dropping past 16 and a half he would have Um, been a lock top 10 pick if he were not to have been gotten hurt Yeah, I think he would be closer to the top five if he was not hurt. But at the end of the day, he is hurt, which may drop him to 11, not 16 and a half. There are too many teams that would jump up and go grab him if possible. Okay. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm coughing so much. I apologize to everybody listening. There is a couple of matchups. So you go to draft matchups on DraftKings. A lot of them are super juiced. Got a lot of minus 250s. You got a lot of minus 265s. I can run through a couple of ones that they really like. Kumar Rocker versus Carson Wisenhunt. Every single one of the people I've talked to said Kumar Rocker, no doubt. At minus 250, though. Again, minus 250 versus Carson Wisenhunt. If that's more of your MO, we are all over that. We like that one. But again, I'm not going to give that out at minus 250. They love Jacob Berry to get drafted before Gavin Cross. Again. Minus 215. Love. I love that one. Jackson Holiday, they said, I might take out a mortgage to put it on minus 550 over Elijah Green. Again, it's minus 550. Just kind of, I want to tell you guys where they're leaning. But, and then also they, they think that Brock Jones is worth a sprinkle to get drafted above Drew Gilbert. And that is at plus 350. But the one they are targeting and the one I love the most is because I already love this lefty. And that's Cooper Jerpy getting drafted above Gabriel Hughes from UConn. Both very talented players. One, I believe, is more talented. I believe that this no, guy... Uh, Hughes is Gonzaga. What did I say? UConn. But shout out to UConn. Shout out to UConn. Uh, so many colleges, so many players just running through my head. He's a Gonzaga pitcher. Cooper. Chirpy, I believe, as well as my sources, believe that he will be drafted above Gabriel Hughes at plus 100. So, to you want recap, the Jerpy numbers? Of course I want the Jerpy numbers. Give them because they're, they're very impressive. This yeah, year, yeah, he went 100, 103 innings, 161 strikeouts, a 2.53 ERA, and an 0.87 whip. I mean, this guy was was unhittable. He was unhittable, and pitchability is off the charts with Cooper Jerpy. To recap, one unit on Jackson Holiday plus 1100. Remember, these odds are going to fluctuate. Odds are going to fluctuate. Just yesterday, 
plus 425 for Jackson Holiday. Shot all the way up to plus 1100. That scares you off? Fine. Just makes me lick my chops even harder. We're talking about draft position. My two favorites, actually, yeah, two favorites. Daniel Susak under 17 and a half at minus 175, 1.75 units to win a unit, as well as Dylan Lesko under 16 and a half in his draft position, 2.2 units to win two units at minus 110. If we're talking about draft matchups, I will be putting one unit to win one unit on Cooper Jerpy plus 100 to get drafted before Gabriel Hughes. Colby, after hearing all that, how do you feel? I feel good. I want to give a quick shout out to DraftKings for these lines. If, uh, if anybody at DraftKings is listening to this episode, reach out to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with that, that'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Again, if you guys want to play along with us, I'm also very interested because there's a chance that Prize Picks puts up MLB draft props. We'll, we will be all over as well. With the Home Run Derby, it's always tough. We can go through the data, but at the end of the day, it's a Home Run Derby. This feels a little bit more surgical. But at the end of the day, there's no such thing as lock in baseball. But the draft feels a little bit more surgical. I feel like we have at least a read. A lot of our guys are in the Cape Cod League right now, hearing rumors. We have Arm, of course, talking to a bunch of different scouts. So we have a good read on this. Again, anything could happen. Do not go crazy. But you know where I'm putting my money. You know where Colby's putting his money. And at the end of the day, it's not gambling advice. Use code just baseball and prize picks. And with that, thank you.